August 30th. And now we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. Today we'll be looking into 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, where we'll learn about the glory of salvation. Unlike the legalists who had invaded the church, Paul had nothing to hide. The Jewish religious system veiled the gospel, but Paul sought to reveal the gospel. The image is taken from Genesis 1 and transferred from the old creation to the new creation. And we'll read about the glory of service. Paul paid a price for his ministry, but the legalists went about collecting honors. We are vessels. The treasure of the gospel life within is important. As vessels, we must be clean and available for His use. And we'll read about the glory of suffering. Jesus suffered and turned that suffering into glory. By faith, we can do the same thing. It's not wrong to care for the outward person so long as you recognize that it's perishing. Concentrate on the inner person. It's the invisible that is imperishable. The best is yet to come. And now, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. August 30th, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. And so, since God in His mercy has given us, Paul and his co-workers, this wonderful ministry, we never give up. We reject all shameful and underhanded methods. We do not try to trick anyone, and we do not distort the Word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know that. If the good news we preach is veiled from anyone, it is a sign that they are perishing. Satan, the god of this evil world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, so they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news that is shining upon them. They don't understand the message we preach about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. We don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach Christ Jesus the Lord. All we say about ourselves is that we are your servants because of what Jesus has done for us. For God, who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made us understand that this light is the brightness of the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. But this precious treasure, this light and power that now shine within us, is held in perishable containers, that is, in our weak bodies. So everyone can see that our glorious power is from God and is not our own. We are pressed on every side by troubles. We are not crushed and broken. We are perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. Through suffering, these bodies of ours constantly share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be obvious in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but it has resulted in eternal life for you. First Corinthians chapter 13 is leading our discussion this week on love. And today we turn our attention to verse 7, and here's what it says. Love always protects, always trusts, 
always hopes, always perseveres. True love doesn't do these things once or twice or occasionally or sometimes. It always does these things. First of all, love always protects. It protects other people's reputations, their property, their possessions. It protects their well-being. It protects their lives. Love always looks to keep bad away from others. Secondly, love always trusts. Love believes what other people say. Love takes them at their word. Love is not pessimistic. Love believes and trusts, as it ultimately trusts and believes what God says in his word too. And if love is going to always trust, well then love will naturally always hope. Love does not dwell on the negative or on bad things. Love hopes for the best because love trusts that God will work things for good. Love looks for the good in others. Love hopes that others will do good, even in a sinful and evil world. And if love is going to do those kinds of things, protect and trust and hope, that means love is also going to persevere. Love does not get going when the going gets tough. Love does not give up. Love does not last only a short while, but love stays till the very bitter end. Now this is the kind of verse that might make you feel like an utter failure in your life. How am I supposed to do these kinds of things? Well, the answer again is to start with Jesus. Jesus is the one who always loves. He always forgives us. He's always there for us. He's always working all things for our good. As the love of Jesus fills your heart, the love of Jesus will spill from your heart. This is the way Jesus always loved us, and this is the way that we can love too, because this is what real love looks like.
44, verses 1 through 8. As we read here, we'll see that the nation was facing a crisis. And it seemed that God had forsaken His people and was helping the enemy. Israel was a scattered people, shamed and scorned. What do you do when it looks like God is on the side of the enemy? Well, you remember what God did. This does not mean living in the past, but learning from the past. Your situation may be painful, But God has not changed. He can still work wonders and glorify His name. Another thing you do is you trust Him. If you trust your own resources, you will fail. Sometimes God allows defeat just to remind you that you must trust Him and Him alone. And one more thing, you remain faithful to Him, come what may. Remember Satan's lie about Job? Is yours a a commercial faith? Are you faithful to God only because He does good things for you? God tests your faith to see if it's sincere. Trust Him even though you may not fully understand what He's doing. Psalm 44, verses 1 through 8. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. O God, we have heard it with our own ears. Our ancestors have told us of all you did in other days, in days long ago. You drove out the pagan nations and gave all the land to our ancestors. You crushed their enemies, setting our ancestors free. They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their own strength that gave them victory. It was by your mighty power that they succeeded. It was because you favored them and smiled on them. You are my King and my God. You command victories for your people. Only by your power can we push back our enemies. Only in your name can we trample our foes. I do not trust my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. It is you who gives us victory over our enemies. It is you who humbles those who hate us. O God, 
we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. Proverbs 22, verses 10 through 12. Throw out the mocker, and fighting, quarrels, and insults will disappear. Anyone who loves a pure heart and gracious speech is the king's friend. The Lord preserves knowledge, but he ruins the plans of the deceitful.